Earlier this week, I got a call from a mom. Um, she, was, she was quite distressed, she was quite upset, and she said, oh my God, Javier, I just snapped. I had enough. I couldn't take it anymore. This mom is the mom of a 12-year-old girl. This girl has been having a history of, of difficult behavior. And when I received this call, she was very emotional and uh, pretty much broken. She was saying, oh my God, what have I done? I just told her everything. I just snapped. I just didn't control myself. She didn't use any physical violence, but she just felt really, really guilty about that episode. And um, that got me thinking about one of the strategies that I call keeping a grudge. And uh, it's not a strategy that I advise to do, but it's a strategy that if it happens, you can use. And in this video, I want to tell you what it is like and how to do it. So have you been in this situation? Have you been in a situation in which it just doesn't matter how calm you keep? It doesn't matter what you do, how reassuring you are, how positive you are, how caring you are. It just doesn't matter. Your kid will not listen. Your kid will not do anything for that. They will not oblige. They will not do what you tell them to do. Even more, they will throw the most almighty tantrums and it will be all your fault. And you keep calm, you keep reassuring, and uh, maybe you just kind of make up and after one or two days, here we go again. We have exactly the same problem. And, and our patient, I don't know yours, but I've been there. Uh, and my patient goes thin and thin and thin and thin. And one day we explode. And that's very normal. I guess it has happened to most of us. Uh, definitely it has happened to almost every parent, if not every parent that I've talked to. And you know what? It has happened to me as well. And it's not nice and it's not enjoyable and we feel full of guilt. But there is something we can do about this. There is something, actually better said, there is something we can do with it. The question is, it's not about making it happen, but if it happens, what can you do with it? How can you use this moment, this energy, to create something positive, something constructive. As you know, I always want to give you the perspective of the kid. Now, I'd be lying if I can tell you what your kid is going through. It doesn't make sense. I don't know your kid. I, I sometimes struggle to understand my own kids. But what I know in all the experience working with hundreds of kids is that they don't know. They don't know what's happening to them. They cannot articulate it. They cannot put it into words. It's just a cocktail of emotions. And then the smallest trigger, boom, sets them off. And you think that is what you said, what you did. It might or might not, but it's a cocktail of emotions and they just cannot change that behavior. It's just almost pre-programmed. The moment that it reaches certain amount of feelings, let's call it generic feelings, they will explode because they cannot cope with anything else. They cannot cope in any other way. So it's not, there's no use on, on you trying to rationalize and you're trying to think. They don't know what's going on. So the question is, what can we do with it? And obviously, somehow, and this is not going to sound very good, but somehow, I don't really mind what's going on in their mind. Of course I do. But in this case, it's almost secondary. What happens in me is that it's triggering me as well. And at some point, I'm going to snap. And then we kiss and make up, and in two days again, it happens. And then in three days again, it happens. And then the next day, it happens. So it keeps constantly happening. 
So one thing that I find very, very difficult to talk with parents, but it's necessary, is it's not working. It's absolutely not working. So we have to do something different. As I was doing this video, as I was preparing for this video, I just thought on um, one thing, and it's not I thought today, I, I think, thought for a long time about this. Um, it's a different way of seeing this. And uh, so it is Newton's first law of motion. Now, I'm not a physicist, so don't, don't take it from me. I'm going to read what it says. It's part of it. It says, an object in motion stays in motion with the same speed and in the same direction, unless acted upon by an unbalanced force. So what the heck is doing physics with chi raising child? Well, what I'm trying to say is that patterns are patterns, and patterns will perpetuate itself, and your child's pattern is being perpetuated by their own thoughts, beliefs, and ideas, and actions, as well as by our own thoughts, beliefs, ideas, and actions. So unless something changes, nothing is going to change. Now, you can wait for your child to change or you can do it yourself and you can take the action of changing that object. Yeah? So what I, I want you to understand is sometimes we have to change the way we do things for things to change. And that change can be traumatic, that change can be difficult, that change can be conflict. But if we, if we use it constructively, it can be for good. So this technique, I, I'm struggling to call it a technique, I'm, I'm calling it more of, of an idea, okay? Um, the first thing I want to say, as I said before, do not provoke it, do not create it, but in the heat of the moment, if it happens, keep this in mind so you can use it, you can use it for better. Uh, and it's called, I, I call it, keeping a grudge. Now, keeping a grudge sounds really awful and it sounds like being um, revengeful and it sounds like being moaning and sulking and all that thing, yeah? So what I want you to say is like, well, listen, sometimes we just have to keep that grudge for a bit longer and a bit harder for things to change. So the normal behavior, if I have an argument with my daughters or most of the parents, they will resolve it before bedtime, they will try the best to not go to bed angry. They will kiss, make up, and then start from zero the next day. Well, what I'm saying to you is keep a grudge. Keep a grudge. It's okay. It's fine. Sometimes we have to send the message louder and in a different way for other people to understand, and this is what we're trying to do. So if something has happened, if there has been a conflict that you assess has been mostly provoked by your child's repetitive pattern, then we have to do something different. If you have been triggered into anger for that and you run out of ways of doing it, I call this the nuclear option, yeah? If you run out of ways of doing it, you can do this. Now the question is, how do you do it? So a few tips for you to consider. The first thing is depersonalize. It's not him or her, it's his or her actions. I'm not hurt by you, I'm not upset with you, I am hurt or upset 
by your actions, by your choices. When we depersonalize, we don't make it, we don't allow them to own it. Now they might, but that's their choice, but we are talking about the choices and the actions, not themselves as a person. So the first tip is depersonalize. The second tip is timing. So keep it for a bit longer. You normally would aim to go to bed on a better mood, kissing, making up. Now, don't. Keep it overnight. Keep it for the next day. Don't go too much far than the next day. There is no point. They will get the point. The moment that they wake up for breakfast and they see you that are still upset, tell you what, they're going to try the best tricks to make you happy, to make you go back to your normal being, to make you go back to um, loving them. Obviously, you love them still, but I want them to notice when it happens to me, I want them to notice that what they did is important enough for me to still upset. Now, I have to be honest, sometimes I have to fake it because I'm not very good at keeping it, but um, sometimes I just have to feel it and say, no, what they did, what they said, it's, it's hurting me. It's hurting me enough to keep it for the next day. The next part, the next tip uh, it's important for this technique is talk it over. But talk it over on your own terms when you are ready. Let them feel it for a bit and talk it over. So you, it's not only about keeping the crutch, it's about making sure that when you go into the conversation that you need to have, they are in a listening mode. So make sure that you always, always, always talk it over. When you talk it over, it's really important to be very factual, keep calm. It's almost, I would suggest, do not engage in a dialogue, in a conversation. Just simply explain what happened and what is not acceptable. Yesterday, you did this, and it's the pattern that you've been doing for X number of days or weeks or whatever. And when you do that, people are hurt. Try to use third person because we, again, depersonalize it. When, when you make those choices, people are hurt. When people make those choices, people are hurt. Explain to them how, the feelings, the consequences of what is that they did. Be clear, don't take it personal, don't make it personal for them or for you, but be very, very precise. And finally, and this is really, really critical, allow them to take responsibility of their choices and their actions. It's very important and it's one of the critical conditions for us growing up that we accept the impact that our actions have, that we take ownership of our responsibilities, that we take ownership of our choices. And say, you did it, you made a choice, this is the result of it. So next time, hopefully, you will make a better choice. Now, what is also very important is the exit strategy, okay? There was something, there was a moment, an event, it created this, this nuclear bomb strategy. You carry through, you let it soak for a bit, you were firm with them, you told them, I'm not ready to talk yet, I will talk to you when I'm ready. Uh, when you're ready, you talk, you depersonalize the choices, the actions, you allow them to take ownership of it, you explain the effect that the actions had, had had on you, and the exit strategy is going back to normal, but slowly. If, when you have this conversation, 
suddenly you just go everybody happy and clappy and that's it, then you are limiting the effect that this conversation will have. If you kind of slow phase in into the new normal, into your normal normal, then you will have made a message. You will have sent a clear important message for them to learn. Now, obviously, don't count that this is going to resolve everything, that this is going to just make everything black or white, clear forever, no more arguments. They might happen, those arguments, and you might choose or not choose to take this option. I, I, my advice is do not abuse of this option. Use it very, very sporadically. Uh, but when you see that is about to happen, you can remind them about their choices and their actions. You know where this is leading, don't you? You can tell them that they, what they're doing, you can inform them in advance. And then whatever happens, you make the choice. If you feel like you need to do it again, then do it with all the care and all the cautions in the world. Remembering that the most important thing is that, number one, that we do love our kids. And number two, that this is a learning process for them and for you. It's not punishment. It's not about making them feel bad. It's not about crushing them or suppressing them. It's about helping them learn and helping us learn. So this is the technique, I have to say, it's one of the most difficult techniques or ideas that I share with parents because it's, it's difficult to implement and we don't feel good about it. But in my personal experience as a parent and as a coach, it can change the pattern. It can change that object constantly moving that we change that pattern, that direction or that way of doing it. So be careful with it. Be very, very, very careful with this idea. But if you use it, now you know how to use it constructively. Okay, thank you very much. I love to see your comments, your ideas, your thoughts. Let us know if you have any questions. I will be more than happy to answer any thoughts that you have, any questions that you have. You know our website, helpingkids.co.uk. You can contact us over Facebook or email or wherever you want and we'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye.